quote, All good things come to an end, even this story. That line is from the final chapter of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, The Last Stage. We made it! Congrats, Middle-Earth Wanderers! Today we embark on a journey of reflection, delving deep into the final chapter of The Hobbit. It's a chapter that stands as the reflection to the beginning stages of our adventure, where Elrond's house in Rivendell and the unexpected party in the Shire were the heralds of the unknown. Here in the last stage, we find ourselves at the crossroads of nostalgia and closure, tracing the echoes of Bilbo's steps as they resound through the vast tapestry of Middle-earth. This is episode 122 of Lore of the Rings, and I'm Aaron, your host and fellow wanderer. Before we step out onto the road, I remind you to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you never miss out on the future Middle-earth explorations, and share this episode with a fellow wanderer. Now, let's wander. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice. Let's explore Bilbo's second stay at Rivendell. I want to highlight that description of Rivendell all the way back from Chapter 3. Quote, Rivendell was perfect. Whether you liked food or sleep or work or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best. Or a pleasant mixture of them all. So Rivendell is a place for food, sleep, work, stories, singing, and thinking. When the dwarves passed through before, their bags were filled with food, and they got a lot of work done. They discovered and worked through the moon runes, if you remember. As Bilbo and Gandalf pass back through Rivendell on their way home, they are again introduced to singing, as if the elves had never stopped their songs. The elves are eager to hear the story of Smog and the dwarves, and there are other stories besides. One story is the tale of where Gandalf went when he had left the rest of the party on the edges of Markwood. You and I have the privilege of knowing from the Lord of the Rings that the White Council banished Sauron from Dol Guldur. But it seems those ideas were not yet solidified in Tolkien's mind, as Gandalf's side quest is described as, quote, a great council of the White Wizards, masters of lore and good magic, and they had at last driven the necromancer from his dark hold in the south of Mirkwood. 
From that, I would conclude that Tolkien had not yet connected the necromancer to Sauron in his mind. Another critical piece of lore that seems to not yet be fully formed is the connection of the rings of power. As I read this chapter, it struck me that when Bilbo and Elrond are together, it was the first time in several hundred years that one of the three rings given to the elves was in the presence of the One Ring. But then I remembered that Gandalf also wore one of the three rings, and Bilbo had been in the presence of that ring for a long time. So, could there have been some level of communication or connection or sensing between these rings? Could Gandalf or Elrond, as ring bearers, sense the elusive presence of the evil ruling ring? Given that Tolkien never considered these possibilities, at least in writing The Hobbit, I think that the idea of Bilbo's ring being the One Ring, or that Elrond and Gandalf each bore rings of power, had not yet entered Tolkien's mind. Let's return back to Rivendell's description. Food, check. Work, check. Storytelling, check. Singing, check. That leaves sleep and sitting and thinking. When Bilbo first came to Rivendell, the whole chapter feels like he is in a waking dream. After all, he is a mortal creature who has strayed into a place occupied and cultivated by an immortal, somewhat magical people. On his return journey, Bilbo is not so struck as if in a dream, but he indeed sleeps a lot. He falls asleep during the storytelling, wakes up in the night as the elves are singing outside, then goes back to sleep. He says, quote, A little sleep does a great cure in the house of Elrond, but I will take all the cure I can get. A second good night, fair friends. After a week of sleeping, laughing, and dancing, Bilbo and Gandalf press on. I find it curious that it is not until after they have left Rivendell that Bilbo says, quote, our back is to legends. Clearly, Bilbo feels that he has had an adventure, one that has often strayed into the stuff of legends. Indeed, goblin pits, riddles in the dark, shape-changing bear men, giant spiders, dark forests, haughty elves, stubborn dwarves, kingdoms reclaimed for both dwarves and men, riddles with a dragon, battles and rescues, all these things and more have been part of Bilbo's adventure, certainly the stuff of legends. But even with all that, only after he has departed from Elrond and his house, that Bilbo feels his adventure is over. But he's in for another unexpected party. Just like we saw Chapter 3, A Short Rest, in reverse, we're also given a reverse summary of Chapter 2, Roast Mutton. Bilbo remembers the events of a year ago as they pass certain points in the road, even turning back to the Troll Horde to claim some of the gold with Gandalf. And finally, we're treated to Chapter 1, An Unexpected Party, also in reverse. When Bilbo at last can see his own hill where his own home is, in other words, after this Baggins has had an adventure, he says, or rather sings, something rather unexpected. He bursts into a song about the journeys on the road and the joy of returning home. Gandalf remarks on Bilbo's transformation, quote, You are not the hobbit that you were. Yet home is not as peaceful as Bilbo remembers. He arrives near the end of an auction after he had been presumed dead. This scene serves several important points for the story. Firstly, it provides closure to the story of Bilbo's adventure. It serves as a bookend. The adventure starts with an unexpected party and departure, and ends with an unexpected auction and return. But also, the auction shows a stark contrast to the thrilling and perilous journey Bilbo embarked upon with the dwarves. It grounds the story in the everyday life of hobbits, 
showing Bilbo's return to normalcy after his extraordinary adventure. Secondly, the auction scene helps tie up loose ends in the plot. Bilbo's return has caused quite a disturbance in the Shire. In fact, quote, the legal bother lasted for years. Putting aside the charming thought of hobbit lawyers battling it out in court on whether Bilbo was actually alive, the auction reveals how the hobbit community deals with the consequences of Bilbo's adventure. The auction offers a glimpse into the quintessential nature of hobbits as a community-oriented, simple folk who value tradition and routine. Hobbits are portrayed as beings who prefer the quiet, predictable life of the Shire, where their greatest concerns involve tending to their gardens and enjoying hearty meals. Yet, under all that peace and contentment, hobbits still face a fierce sense of wealth and status, particularly the Saxville Bacchanses who, quote, wanted to live in his nice hobbit hole so very much. For all that, though, hobbits have a collective adherence to social norms and expectations. They are wary of change, especially when it disrupts the familiar order of things. The chatter and gossip among the hobbits during the auction reveal their curiosity and, at times, their skepticism about Bilbo's adventure and supposed return. In contrast to the other hobbits, Bilbo's character has undergone a profound transformation. His adventurous spirit, developed during his time with the dwarves, has set him apart from his fellow hobbits. He has lost his reputation and respect from the other hobbits, yet he does not mind. Instead, he turns to writing poetry, visiting with the elves, and displaying the artifacts of his adventure in his home and museums. He also seems to have a deeper appreciation of the peace of the Shire, as, quote, the sound of the kettle on his hearth was ever more musical than it had been even in the quiet days before the unexpected party. Indeed, as Gandalf had said, Bilbo is not the hobbit he was before. One last detail to consider about how Bilbo has changed. Quote, he remained very happy to the end of his days, and those were extraordinarily long. Perhaps because Bilbo now claims to be the owner of a magical device that extends his life, but he keeps that, quote, a great secret. Bilbo's transformation aside, his little adventure had huge ramifications throughout the wider world. We'll get to those right after this break. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. Let's close out our exploration with a look at the final scene of The Hobbit. A few years after his return, Bilbo is riding his adventure when Gandalf and the dwarf Balin arrive on his doorstep. Balin gives an update on the impact of Bilbo's little adventure. Dale has been rebuilt, with Bard establishing a new realm. The desolation of Smog has been reversed by the green and growing things in the valley. Lake Town also was rebuilt and something most unique in the history of Middle-earth, quote, 
there was friendship in those parts between elves and dwarves and men. I can think of maybe one or two times in the first age of Middle-earth in which all three species are living in friendship. The children of Iluvatar, the creator god, includes the firstborn or elves and the secondborn or men, and the children of his adoption, the dwarves. What we usually find is that these species live separate and apart from each other, with little interaction, and share little kindness, if at least no animosity. Sometimes you'll get a friendship between two of the species, elves and men for most of the first age, for instance, or in the second age, the friendship between Celebrimbor, the elf, who led the crafting of the rings, and Narvi, the dwarf from Khazad-dûm. But it is a rather rare occurrence where all three, elves, men, and dwarves, have a great friendship, one that fulfills prophecies of rivers running with gold. Literal gold, certainly, as the wealth and prosperity of the region has grown, but the rivers also flow with the figurative gold of friendship and goodwill. Now, is all of this attributable to Bilbo the Hobbit? No, certainly not. Though he did play a major role, and without his influence would have turned out entirely different. Thorin and the dwarves might have rotted in that elven jail, if they hadn't been sucked dry by the giant spiders, that is. Or rather, they would have been eaten by trolls just days away from the Shire, if not for Bilbo. Yet for all his adventures, all his good luck, his choices, and his actions, Bilbo is still, as Gandalf says, quote, only quite a little fellow in a wide world, after all. And with that, the book ends with a hobbit laughing and smoking. Sounds like the perfect place to leave a hobbit. As we conclude our journey through the chapters of The Hobbit, it's with a sense of both closure and nostalgia that we bid farewell to this enchanting tale. Much like Bilbo Baggins, we embarked on an adventure filled with unexpected twists, moments of bravery, and the discovery of a world beyond our wildest imagination. Through the lush landscapes, the camaraderie of the dwarves, the riddles of Golem, and the clash with the dragon smog, we've witnessed a transformation in both Bilbo and ourselves. To me, The Hobbit is more than just a book. It's a timeless reminder of the magic that words can weave and the power of imagination to transport us to far-off realms. Though not allegorical or didactic, it teaches us that even the most unassuming of individuals can find heroism within, and that the journey, with all its trials and tribulations, is often more rewarding than the destination. As we close this chapter of our exploration, may we carry the wisdom of Bilbo, the courage of Thorin, and the enchantment of Tolkien's world with us on our own adventures. I hope this book will forever be a treasured memory, a cherished friend, and a reminder that the most extraordinary stories can begin with the turn of a single page, or an unexpected party. But we're not done yet. We have more films, more songs, more stories to explore as we continue to wander the world and works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Thank you for joining me on this quest, and until our paths cross again, may your own adventures be filled with wonder, discovery, and a little bit of Hobbit sense. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. 
or feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within 5 or 10 minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.